It is fitting, to say the least, that within the first week of our brand new uh, situation, since our transition, uh, that Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President at the, uh, at the OU, uh, joins us live in studio, in our New York City studios, for this edition of JM and the AM. I have told the story many, many times, and I'm going to tell it again. Um, when we first started, and I'm talking about mid-1983, there were a handful, and not even a hand my size, a much smaller hand, a handful of people and organizations that felt there was tremendous promise and great hope for the effort that we had undertaken at that time, founding JM and the AM again in mid-1983. And among that small handful of people and organizations was, in fact, the OU and the leadership at that time. And I can tell you that on the Friday, we announced, I believe, September 20th was a... I don't remember what day of the week it was. Uh, but that Friday, or the Friday before, as a courtesy to uh, Alan and everybody at the OU, uh, we informed uh, Alan what was happening in terms of our transition, in terms of our independence, in terms of what would be happening on December the 1st. And everybody, of course, has their reaction to the news uh, all across the spectrum and his reaction was simple joy and um, and felt that we have even greater potential in this new situation with that all having been said I say good morning to Mr. Alan Fagan who is here in our studio good morning sir good morning uh, Nachum it's uh, wonderful to be here again and uh, mazel tov on this really fantastic transition uh, like I say, from the moment you first heard about this, you have been so enthusiastic. Uh, you know there's nothing like independence. There's nothing like uh, like growing and continuing to move on to uh, the next project, so to speak. And for us, this is the next project. And uh, we're going to make you proud. We're going to make you proud as this worldwide audience grows and as this network continues to grow. And who knows what's going to be the next step. But I am, I am committed to take this one day at a time. It's enticing to start thinking about months and years from now. But I'm committed to taking this one day at a time. I'm sure that would be advice you would give, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that's the situation. And by the way, seeing you, and it's been a while, uh, I recall the uh, the summer nights we spent together just a few months ago. Uh, it's no secret that the OU and NCSY have been uh, really the backbone of some of our great programming. And you and I simply <laughs> quelled and enjoyed... Yeoman CSY and all of our broadcasts from Israel this summer. It's something that we hope to do again, please God, and everyone seems to be excited about it. Is there any way, even our video and our audio didn't do it justice, is there any way for you to convey to this audience what it's like to sit there at the amphitheater at Bar Ilan University? Well, uh, you know, having uh, been there, that it's almost impossible uh, to capture the magic of the moment. Uh, this uh, summer we had about 1,500 teens. Uh, in the stadium, <coughs> and the most beautiful part of it was it was a microcosm of yeah. the Jewish people. Uh, we had hundreds of kids from public school backgrounds uh, who were, for the very first time in their lives, coming to Israel for the very first time in their lives, most of them learning Torah, uh, and we had the most serious kids from yeshivas and day schools across the United States and Canada learning in our kolel, learning in our mechlelet program. And they were all together in one place singing and screaming <laughs> and yelling and being inspired 
by this really magical uh, uh, evening. Uh, that to me, that's the essence of our mission. It's the essence of the Jewish people. It was an incredible musical event and a big advantage for leadership like yours because you had an opportunity to really show some of your lay leaders. You spoke to a lot of them at the event, you know, firsthand what you're able to accomplish. And boy, with the summer programs, it's a tremendous amount of accomplishment. It, it was just a remarkable uh, evening. Uh, our, our leadership uh, that was there uh, has provided really incredible support uh, to all of our programs, particularly uh, uh, our Ann, Sans Ann Sampson uh, Teen Jerusalem Journey, right. which brings about 500 public school kids uh, to Israel each summer in a very, very heavily subsidized uh, program to expose them to our land, to our people, to their Jewish identity, uh, for many of them for the very first time, and they come back absolutely transformed. Well, the summer ended, and it was on to the 5777 year. Are you happy so far with the way things are going at the OU during this current uh, Jewish year? I'm always happy. <laughs> Simple as that. Huh? <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, but a lot of new innovations or a lot of new direction? What would, how would you classify what's happening now at the OU? We, we are in a, uh, an enormous uh, growth mode. Uh, we are uh, about uh, to have a leadership change uh, in our uh, lay leadership. We'll hold our biannual, uh, biennial elections uh, in January. Oh, it's right around uh, the corner. Right around the corner. Uh, we will have a new incoming uh, administration. Uh, the new president will be uh, Moshe Bain, who has been a longtime lay leader. Uh, at the OU, a uh, very distinguished uh, attorney. Uh, and I think part of what's on uh, our agenda is not only to increase uh, the size and scope of our traditional OU programming, uh, but really now to begin to concentrate in, in a much more serious and a much more robust way uh, on, on dealing uh, with issues of personal relationship uh, to, to God, to Torah, to the way we daven, uh, and to begin to roll out uh, some significant programming uh, that we hope will help people uh, in their own personal quest uh, for greater uh, uh, religious identity. Uh, we're going to start that uh, at our uh, new different uh, convention format uh, on January 15th at City Field. Yeah, a unique uh, venue. And a unique event, and we'll talk about that in a moment. And kudos, as you mentioned all this, to both the outgoing and incoming administration. Each one, it seems to me, at least from this vantage point, brought its own strengths and its own ideas and innovation to the table. And that's only a good thing, right? Absolutely. We, we've been blessed uh, to have a really extraordinary base of lay leaders. The outgoing president, uh, Marty Nachumson, uh, from Los Angeles, uh, has been a really extraordinary and, and visionary uh, uh, leader. Uh, and we've been equally blessed uh, to have a very, very substantial group uh, of, uh, of supporters, uh, many of them tuned into particular aspects of what it is that the OU does, uh, whether it's Yahad uh, or NCSY uh, or our programs in Israel or any of the many, many other programs uh, uh, that we run. Uh, our advocacy efforts have mm. now been the beneficiaries of enormous support 
uh, from throughout the community that allows us to really accomplish what it is that we've been able to do. And that really takes a nationwide effort because we know advocacy is, uh, you know, every single state can be represented, every single state can play a role in all of that, and especially sometimes the more obscure you know, Jewish communities, and excuse the term, I don't want to insult anybody of it out there, but they can be involved in a way that uh, that we in the larger Jewish communities cannot and have the influence that sometimes we cannot. Yeah. So it's really a nationwide effort when it comes to advocacy. And you mentioned, and the, the way you're describing the incoming administration, it sounds like there's a, uh, a concentration on an area that you've done pretty well at uh, already, and that's spiritual growth, essentially. That, that's, you know, one of the focuses uh, going forward, and I don't think anybody can deny that you know, that there's been a, a tremendous achievement already in that area at the OU. You know, we, we're, we're proud of what we've done, uh, but there's so much more right. uh, uh, to do uh, uh, with our teens, with our collegiates, with post-collegiates, uh, and certainly with the adult uh, uh, community. Right. So much more that we can uh, do to help bring Torah not only into our communities in a much more deep uh, way, uh, but to try to create a whole range of opportunities uh, for people to engage in serious learning uh, on subjects that interest them, uh, on things in which they really want to engage. I'm thinking, you know, uh, just as a uh, as an example, I'm thinking of what OU Press has done. I'm thinking of the Shurim Online. I'm thinking of Nachyomi. I'm thinking. I mean, if we can go through a whole list of things that you've already accomplished in this area. I can only imagine how much greater it's going to get. Yeah, look, there's probably a few people in the world who understand better than you do uh, the power of the web. Right. Uh, (coughs) And you've really utilized it. And and we've utilized it uh, uh, enormously. We've put uh, enormous resources uh, into our web department, uh, now running uh, Nach Yomi, uh, Mishnah Yomis, Mm -hmm. Halacha Yomis, uh, and our very, very popular uh, Daf Yomi Shiurim right. uh, from Rabbi Rosner and uh, Rabbi Elephant are now uh, probably between them uh, uh, getting thousands uh, of regular listeners uh, each day. Right, plus the publications, the books, the, the, the Jewish books. I mean, so much going on. In fact, I was given a list yesterday of uh, different people that are going to be joining us at different times, and it seems like you have a lot of authors coming up, so... Uh, uh, all right, so Torah at City Field. Not everybody associates Torah with City Field, Mr. Alan Fagan. Uh, you know, uh, we sometimes um, associate sports teams and sports activities with City Field. In this case, on January the 15th, it will in fact be Torah at City Field. The Orthodox Union and the host of today's most inspirational voices will be uh, together for an unprecedented day of Torah. There will be sessions on Torah, Halakha, Hashkafa, and Eretz Yisrael available throughout the entire day. With a whole variety of topics. It's January 15th. We're talking about five weeks from now. So there'll be plenty for people to read about this and hear about this as we get closer and closer. It happens at City Field. You're doing this all day. It's like a 10-hour affair. Seriously. This is this will be a full day. Right. Starting at 8.45 in the morning. There'll be free parking. That's one thing we do know about City Field. There's a lot of parking. Uh, there'll be free parking and lunch available for people for purchase. And there's an early bird registration if you do this before December the 16th. Uh, go to ou.org slash city. That's spelled C-I-T-I. That's ou.org slash city. And this is what you're referring to when you say a different type of convention, right? Absolutely. We've never done this before. uh, And we're very, very excited uh, about what can only be characterized as an all-star lineup of extraordinary Torah personalities uh, for the entire entire day. The first thing I should stress, though, uh, is that it's Torah 
indoors at City right. Field. Oh, good point. In January. Good right. point. We've had a number of comments asking right. uh, about whether we're going to be providing mittens and foot warmers. <laughs> this, is, this is an indoor program. We've got the whole uh, clubhouse uh, area. Uh, yeah, I've been City to Field. dinners at City Field, and it really works well for people who are wondering, you know, how can you do indoors at City Field and run a nice event? It really works well over there. So Very, very well. It's a terrific venue. Uh, there's plenty of parking. It's right. convenient uh, yeah, to really all, of our, all of our communities. Uh, we also uh, will have, to make this uh, even more convenient, uh, we will have child care arrangements. Uh, we'll have uh, child care available uh, during the course of the day. Uh, for the little kids, uh, for the older kids, uh, we will have a trip uh, to the uh, Science Museum, next which door. is just next door to right. City Field. We will arrange uh, the transportation. We'll have buses going back and forth. Oh, you're taking this very seriously. We're taking this seriously. We don't, we don't want anyone who wants to spend the day learning Torah to say, I can't because I don't know what to do with the kids. We'll have plenty of opportunity uh, uh, to be able to deal with, uh, uh, with child care, uh, plenty of parking, uh, and it's going to be a, a fantastic uh, program uh, from the very beginning of the day, uh, which will start uh, with Dafyomi uh, Shiurim, uh, given by two of the superstars of uh, the Dafyomi world, Rabbi Moshe Elephant uh, and uh, Rabbi Shalom Rosner. Uh, Rabbi Rosner will be in from Israel. Nice. Uh, so we'll start the day uh, that way, and as you indicated during the course of the day, we've divided the program uh, into four basic uh, segments uh, running in parallel uh, each hour uh, so that you'll have your choice of shiurim during the course of the day. We'll have a halacha track, a hashkafa track, uh, a track on Tanakh, uh, and a track on Israel, and interspersed throughout the day uh, various uh, plenary sessions with really outstanding uh, personalities and shiurim. The OU has announced that speakers that day on January the 15th will include Rabbi David Lau, Rabbi Herschel Schachter, Rabbi Jonasen Sachs, Rabbi Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib, Rabbi Aaron Lopiansky, Rabbi Yosef Tzvi Ramon, Mrs. Rookie Billet, Rabbi Moshe Weinberger, Mrs. Shira Smiles, Rabbi Yochanan Zweig, Mrs. Minna Glick, and many more. And we should, uh, for those who didn't realize, point out that there'll be a variety of people coming in from Israel. This is not just one, but there'll be a, a bunch of people coming in from Israel to address the crowd that day. Absolutely. We, we have some extraordinary people coming in uh, uh, from Israel. Uh, some of the shiurim uh, will be uh, for men, some for women, uh, others for men and women. Uh, so there's really something here for everyone. Uh, in any given hour, there will be at least four choices of uh, shiurim. Uh, and some really outstanding uh, plenary sessions by some of the greatest Torah personalities of our generation. You could save by going to early bird registration right now at uh, ou.org slash city. Again, that's ou.org slash c-i-t-i. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Heard exclusively around the world, NahumSiegel.com, the NSN Network, and of course, the NSN app. Alan Fagan is here, Executive Vice President at the OU, as we discuss the event on January the 15th and many other issues. I was handed the Impact Report 2016 of the Orthodox Union. This is one impressive book, to say the least. And it goes through, I mean, frankly, you know, we'd be here all day if we went through every single department uh, that you're proud of and that the OU is, uh, is concentrating on. Uh, could you give us some highlights? Could you give us a, uh, a little bit of an overview of what people who would see this uh, impact report 
would be watching, would be looking at? Sure. Uh, what, what we tried to do in this report, uh, which is brand new for us, we've never uh, done this before, uh, we tried to accomplish a couple of things. Uh, one was to see if we could put between two covers uh, uh, a summary of all of the programs that the OU runs. Uh, there are so many people out there uh, who think of the OU in fairly unidimensional terms. Right. Uh, Some, sometimes fairly enough, you know. Like, and, and, fair, and, right. and, and fairly in fairness, enough. Rather, right. in, in all fairness. <laughs> uh, we, have, we have not done uh, the kind of job that we really need to do uh, to publicize the, the, the breadth and the array of our uh, programming. Uh, so many, many people think of the OU uh, when they shop and look for the OU symbol on kosher products. Obviously, that is a uh, an iconic uh, brand, uh, and uh, many, many people associate the OU with kosher and don't realize uh, a lot of the other things uh, that we do. Right. Uh, many people who know NCSY well think of NCSY without realizing uh, that we also run OU Israel. Uh, there are people who know Yahad well, uh, uh, many that don't associate Yachad with the OU, uh, but they'll, they'll know Yachad without realizing what we do in the area of synagogue services. Right. There are shul members who know what we do in the area of synagogue services, but don't realize that we are the fourth largest birthright provider in the United States, that we run an extraordinary uh, birthright program. Last year we took uh, in excess of 50 buses. Uh, of young men and women uh, to Israel on the birthright program, and then we do extraordinary follow-up uh, with them uh, when they return. And it's been such a while since we've even discussed that on the air, but it's one of the backbones at this point of the birthright organization, is the OU and what the OU does. Absolutely. Uh, not only a backbone of the birthright program itself, but I think it's fair to say uh, that at the moment we probably have the most sophisticated and robust follow-up program. Uh, for birthright alumni, we have a terrific program called Bring Israel Home right. uh, that has really caught on uh, among large segments of the of the birthright uh, participant population. Uh, the program encourages uh, young people who return from birthright to engage in a whole array of Jewish-related activity uh, when they return. They earn points for engaging in that activity. And if they reach a certain point level, then we bring back to the United States the Chayalim and Chayalot who are with them on their birthright bus in Israel. We bring them to the States uh, and we do a reunion program for the bus together with the soldiers who accompanied them. It is an, a, an absolutely uh, spectacular This has happened program. already? We've done there, it. We've done already it. been soldiers here in the United States? Sure. Sure, we've done dozens and dozens of these programs, and it's really catching on as a as a new signature way to maintain the engagement. Look, Birthright is a is a a wonderful uh, uh, experience, right. um, but the impact of that experience will be lost if we don't continue to follow up with the participants uh, and build on the experience that they had, the, the really intense emotional experience that they have of visiting Israel, most of them for the first time. The, re the key here uh, is to follow up with them when they return to their campuses or return to their communities so that we maintain that sense of Jewish identification that they've developed uh, while they're on the birthright trip. <coughs> this is a great step 
in, in that direction. We've been able to encourage many of these participants uh, to take on additional uh, Jewish learning. Uh, many of them uh, are now uh, uh, engaged in Partners in Torah. Wow. Uh, and other kinds of uh, learning opportunities that we provide for them. So we take the follow-up very, very, very seriously. That's not your program yet, Partners in Torah, is it? No. It's not. Um, but we do partner with Partners yeah, in Yeah, of course. Torah. That's the whole point of the whole birthright thing. A lot of organizations would shy away from partnering with somebody else or sharing credit, et cetera, et cetera. You've gone ahead and, and jumped at the opportunity and look at the success. The, the, the sum is greater than the, uh, you know, than the... Some of the two parts. What is it? It's, you, know, you know what I'm trying to say. Indeed. <laughs> the, the, and, and these reunions that you described have happened outside the New York, New Jersey area also? Sure. I mean, they're happening, uh, they're happening in communities across the United States. That's pretty cool, I must say. And it now looks like we will get the funding uh, to be able to really uh, substantially expand uh, Bring Israel Home. It's a, it's a uh, very, very uh, innovative uh, yeah. I remember years ago when they were just speaking at the OU in, in its infancy regarding uh, what you now call Bring Israel Home, uh, you know, h- how to go about doing this, how to go about making it an effective program. That angle of bringing Israel and the soldiers here is absolutely brilliant. Alan Fagan's here. He's Executive Vice President, Chief Professional Officer at the OU. We mentioned the January 15th event. Obviously, we'll be talking plenty about that between now and the 15th of January. That happens at City Field. They're calling it Torah at City Field, uh, you spoke about birthright. You you sort of have mentioned uh, a bunch of different things that the OU is responsible for, uh, as we discussed the impact report of 2016. Uh, what else could you tell us that uh, that many of our listeners may not be aware of? Well, you know the other the other reason that we thought it important uh, to publish this uh, impact report. Who's it available to, by the way? Uh, anyone uh, who wants it uh, can just uh, drop us a note, and Simple we will send it to them. It's it's gone out uh, together with Jewish Action. So it's now uh, in fifty to 60,000 homes. Anybody who subscribes to Jewish Action receive this in the last issue. at the same time. Okay. Correct. So it's, it's out there in fifty to 60,000 homes right. uh, that receive Jewish Action. But if you send us uh, a note, uh, we'd be delighted uh, to send you a copy. Okay. The, the other thing that we tried to accomplish here uh, was to provide some real transparency uh, on how it is that we fund each of our programs. Um, there's a common perception out there, I meet it constantly, uh, that all of our programs are paid for 100% by the revenues that we derive from our Kashra's supervision. Nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, And so we wanted to make that absolutely clear in a very, very transparent way. So uh, each of our programs uh, has financial information Mm -hmm. uh, in this report uh, that makes pretty clear uh, that the bulk of the support for all of our programs uh, is coming from sources uh, other than Kashrus. As an example, by the way, people know that the uh, the Yachad organization is one of your crown jewels. You have an entire breakdown of all the different places between tuition and fundraising, which is 20% of the entire uh, budget, uh, government support, which is probably not as large as people think. Again, another misconception. The OU's contribution, again, not as large as you say, as people might think. And in-kind contributions that are uh, uh, given as well. And it's a very large, but I mean, you know, the Yachad organization obviously sure. it takes a lot of money to run Yachad in the millions of dollars. And there people can see exactly how the money is uh, is designated and uh, how it's spent. You have an expense report essentially also on the same page. Precisely. So. And that's true for each one of right. our programs as you go through the book. All right, so it's our opportunity to uh, support and to um, and to uh, applaud uh, 
the, all these different programs that you're mentioning, we should we should give a special shout out to all the campuses because JLIC at this point has grown tremendously, right? Tremendously. The number of campuses is uh, much more than, than the last time we spoke, I'm sure. When, when I first uh, started uh, as, a, as a lay leader at the OU, uh, JLIC was on three campuses. Uh, <laughs> we're now on uh, 23, uh, and we're talking uh, about adding uh, uh, several additional campuses in the next year or two. And if we'd speak to some of those students, which I'm sure you have knowing you, uh, they would say what about their JLIC couples, about the families that are leading these campuses? In what way have they enhanced the students' lives? I, I think what they probably would point to uh, more than anything else is two things. Uh, one is the creation of real infrastructure on our campuses that allow from kids to remain from. Minyanim, Eruv, dealing with my dorm key, all of those kinds of issues. Shabbos and Yantif. Supervising the kosher food program, right. having uh, minyanim available for Shabbos and Yantif, having meals available, all of that enormously important uh, to the life of those that choose uh, uh, to go to a secular campus. The other thing that they would point to, and I think here probably the most important, is the very intense personal relationships that develop between our educator couples and many of these kids. Um, I, I think that the most important uh, indicia of success, as far as I'm concerned, are the number of chasanas <laughs> where our, our educator uh, a couple, the rabbi right. uh, on a particular <laughs> campus, has been Masada Kedushin, uh, at weddings uh, for these kids. They develop an incredible relationship uh, 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 w- with the couples, uh, the young women uh, with, the, with the female educator, the young men with the male educator. Uh, it, it's a very, very intense personal relationship at a point in their lives when that kind of relationship and counseling, particularly outside of their communities, and on a secular campus, with all of the pressures that we all understand, uh, the role model uh, is so necessary mm-hmm. uh, for them, and the need to have someone to talk to, to answer their questions, uh, just to be there for them when they need that emotional support is just unbelievably important. Must make the parents a little calmer, no? I would think. Uh, I think it makes... Uh, uh, the parents a little bit uh, a, a little bit calm. You were shocked to hear that which campus wanted a JLIC couple. You were surprised to hear which I don't know what's the what was the most unlikely place of the 23. And you said, "Wow, this is something that they are asking for a JLIC couple." I didn't realize there was a Jewish population like that there, or that they'd actually you know benefit from this type of program. Yeah, so I, I think I think the one that's uh, surprised me uh, the most is Santa Monica Community College You're not in Los Angeles. Um, and it's a fascinating, fascinating uh, story. Uh, uh, and I think it illustrates very, very well uh, the need to look in detail at every one of the communities that we service. Uh, so we already had a very, very large, very successful program um, uh, at uh, the University of California uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, Santa Monica Community College is a two-year college. Many of the kids that can't get into UCLA 
or at least can't get in directly. They start there. They start at Santa Monica Community College and then move on uh, to UCLA. Right. Um, it is an enormously popular destination for large portions of the Persian community in Los Angeles. Uh, a community that uh, we, frankly, uh, had not been serving uh, well. We now have an educator couple uh, working with Santa Monica Community College from the community. Uh, it's basically a commuter school, so we have this couple, instead of living on campus, they're living in Westwood right. uh, and servicing that community uh, directly on campus during the week, in their community, uh, on Shabbos, it's become an enormously uh, successful program. Pretty amazing. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you if there's any uh, OU products that have become kosher recently that caught you by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Why talk about Jewish education on campus when we can talk about the latest things that have gotten the OU? But there's nothing shocking in that area these days, huh? <laughs> uh, nothing more shocking than medical marijuana. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Wasn't that a whole big thing about their hashgacha? Absolutely. Uh, Impact Report is available to you. Those of you who subscribe to Jewish Action, as uh, Alan said, probably the majority of this audience gets it. Um, uh, you can see it. It's called Torah Tradition and Continuity, Dreaming Big for the Jewish Future. And as I mentioned as we started this conversation, uh, the OU is led by people, and it seems they've always been led by people who are very forward-thinking and understand uh, what's going to be happening in this 21st century. Uh, you can see their impact report, either if you're a Jewish Action subscriber, or feel free to contact the OU through any of the methods of contact, and they'll be more than happy to send it to you. I also call your attention to January the 15th and encourage you to circle your calendar, whatever we do digitally these days with our calendars. It's Torah at City Field. The OU is actually using this day for their official convention. The convention co-chairs are Mr. Steven Savitsky and Dr. Shimmy Tenenbaum, and you are invited to join them as the OU and a host of today's most inspirational voices have an unprecedented day of Torah at City Field, not on the field and not outdoors, indoors in the beautiful City Field uh, facility. I have been there for events it is conducive, I would say beyond conducive, uh, for this type of uh, activity. It starts at 8.45 in the morning on January the 15th at City Field in Queens. There's free parking. There's lunch available for purchase. There's an early bird registration, which means if you register online before December the 16th, you can get the least expensive uh, fee possible, and that's by registering now at ou.org slash city, ou.org slash ci. T.I. We went through the roster of speakers that uh, are going to be included. Uh, many others will be there as well. And if you look at the back of this, and I'm not even going to start with this. Maybe I'll do this You know, when we announce the events as we get closer. I'll do some of these. If you look at some of these topics, they're intriguing topics. I mean, you're not going with the... You know, with the traditional shiurim, you're going with, with things that are really interesting to people in 21st century America. Yeah, so, some of these topics are really uh, extraordinary. I'll give you my personal yeah, uh, my personal favorite. We've got Rav Gidon Weitzman, yeah. who is uh, the director of the Pua Institute for Fertility and Medicine, uh, talking about the halachic implications of edited embryos. That is, can you, in effect, create your own child, create the gender of your child, 
by the manipulation of uh, uh, genetic material and all of the halachic implications of that. That's one that I absolutely will not miss. Life is getting complicated, huh? You bet. Reflected by a lot of these topics, by the way. Absolutely. But you don't shy away. You and your organization don't shy away from discussing these topics. You you jump right in and delve into them. We, we don't shy away, and we think that, that it's enormously important not only to discuss uh, contemporary issues like this, but I think it shows the the vibrancy of Torah and Torah study, and that there are uh, subjects that will be of interest uh, to uh, uh, selected audiences and subjects that will be of interest uh, to virtually uh, everyone. Uh, I will start uh, the program when we finish uh, Dafyomi uh, in dialogue uh, with Rav Lau, uh, wow. the chief rabbi. We will talk about some very serious subjects, uh, including uh, conversion issues uh, in Israel, uh, 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 the controversy at the Kotel, and uh, and so on. So How appropriate that the day essentially starts, I know after Dafiomi, the day essentially starts with this, you know, U.S.-Israel thinking what's happening 6,000 miles away. You know, for us, it's a very important thing. Correct, and, and we're very, very grateful that uh, Rav Lau will be with us uh, and that he's agreed to uh, uh, engage in this uh, conversation, and I think he feels strongly that... Uh, uh, with all of the controversy that has surrounded a number of these issues, uh, this is an opportunity for uh, for him mm-hmm. uh, to explain uh, his own uh, positions. Let's hope the Israeli media doesn't show up so he can really speak freely. <laughs> Let's hope. Alan Fagan, uh, the, OU, uh, the OU gets ready for January 15th with Torah at City Field. You can register now, pre-registration, early bird at uh, ou.org slash city, ou.org slash city. Congratulations on the impact report on your amazing tenure so far. I thank you again. Uh, You've made a commitment to stand by us as we grow here, and we've made a commitment to stand by you and the OU as it continues to grow. It's extremely impressive what's happening out of your offices, and I thank you for joining me. Thank you, Nachum. It's so great to be in this new uh, (laughs) facility, Uh, and we wish you all the very, very best. You are so important to our community, and Really delighted uh, uh, to see you uh, starting the next and wonderful chapter in your enormous service to Claudius Rowe. I greatly appreciate that. And like I said earlier, uh, based on what happened 34 years ago, it is appropriate that the OU has reacted with such great positive feelings, and I thank you for that. Alan Fagan, uh, everybody out there, circle January 15th. We'll talk plenty more about it as we get closer and closer. More coming up on a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. (laughs) 